This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotato.com. In a world without a single unified voice, humanity has been left searching for answers to the unknown. Now, one podcast has the power to change that and to spread its voice across the earth for all mankind to hear. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 39 of Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. And sitting across the virtual table from me is the second half of this dynamic duo, Mr. John Irons. How are you, John? I'm well, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. And we have we are joined by a friend of the show, Rick. How are you, Rick? You know, I gotta say, Sean, you look really spiffy in the Batman outfit, and John, you're making that <laughs> that Robin outfit rock. But this Batgirl suit is really, really pinching. Starting to ride up a little bit. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, TV tonight, mostly. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to introduce a new segment to the show. I mentioned on the last the last episode I did was the Halloween episode that I did with Anthony, and I mentioned on that that I've gotten a part time job working weekends as a security guard at a cement plant here in town. So when I took that job, what I didn't know I didn't know really know what to expect, but on my first day, I figured out pretty quick that the job is just sitting there <laughs> and logging in when trucks come into the facility and everything, which on the weekends is not that often. So the supervisor just told me the only rules are don't fall asleep and don't leave, you know? So, <laughs> so as a result, I have started to uh, catch up on some TV shows and some movies and stuff that I've been meaning to watch. And I thought I'd start a new segment for the show and I'll call it guard shack reviews <laughs> where I'll just kind of, uh, I'll kind of review something that I watched recently while I was sitting there, uh, keeping the cement plate, uh, plant safe from cement terrorists and, and all that. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, have either one of you guys ever seen rear window? The movie the Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Uh, years no. and years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched it for the first time this weekend and I, I mean, I like Hitchcock. I've all psycho is one of my favorite, uh, classic films, you know, I like the, the birds, you know, things like that, but I never actually got around to watching Real Window, so I went ahead and, and watched it this weekend, and uh, it's got Jimmy Stewart in it, Grace Kelly, and Raymond Burr. <laughs> I did not know he was even in this film, but um, Rick, you said you haven't seen it, you've never seen it before? I have not. Okay, no, no. so the, the plot is that 
Jimmy Stewart has a broken leg and he's in a wheelchair and he has nothing to do but sit and stare out his window all day at his neighbors. They all live in like this apartment complex with a big courtyard. So the apartment complex kind of wraps around the courtyard and he can see, he can see into everybody's windows because it's a, a heat wave and everybody's got their, their blinds up and their windows open and stuff, you know? So, um, it kind of looked like a stage production, you know, as the, the camera's just panning around, it's almost like they're on a stage. And this, hmm. this movie is more of a, one of Hitchcock's uh, suspense type movies. He's not really trying to scare us. Um, I, they showed a lot more the, there was a woman in the, uh, in the, in the, in the apartment across from him. He called her Miss Torso because she was always in her underwear. They showed a lot more of her than I thought that they could in 1954. <laughs> but, uh, John, uh, what do you remember anything about the movie? Do you have anything to say about it? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I feel like everything I, that I remember and would say would kind of be a spoiler. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not going to spoil but, anything, but yeah, I mean, I, but yeah, it, I mean, it was, it was very good. And, and you're right in that, uh, it's kind of like a stage play. And I think, you know, that's kind of to add to the kind of claustrophobic feel. Cause he's, you know, he's literally, he's trapped in this room. He's trapped in the chair and, you know, I, I think kind of filming it the way he did kind of, um, conveys that, that sense of like the, the walls kind of closing in as the, uh, as the story progresses and, uh, you know, he, he starts to see things in the windows that make him more fearful and afraid and worried about what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I never thought about it, but, yeah, I, I think that's probably – I think you're right. Well, I I think – all right, so my review is – I the movie was – it was a good movie. It wasn't a great movie. It was entertaining, and I can see why it would end up on a lot of people's classic movie list. And it's been on my to-do list for a long time, but uh, – the if it weren't for the for the scenes where they show all the activities that the that the neighbors are doing, I don't really think there would be a whole lot to the movie because I mean Stewart Jimmy Stewart was a great actor, but he's kind of relegated to just sitting in this chair for the whole movie. And I think he's one of the few actors that could have pulled that off. But as far as the actual murder mystery, the whole thing is that Jimmy Stewart thinks that his neighbor across the way killed his wife, and he's trying to prove that that happened. He's got a police, he's got a detective friend that he's trying to convince to, to investigate and all this kind of stuff. So, um, if you're a Hitchcock completist or a Jimmy Stewart completist, <laughs> then watch it. If you're a classic film buff, you'll probably like it. But it, as far as it being on the list of the top 100 movies that you have to see before you die, it's good, but it's not, it's not fantastic, you know, <laughs> but, um, uh, I'm just enjoying the irony that Raymond Burr is in a movie about somebody in a wheelchair and it's not him. <laughs> and, you know, when I was a kid, I remember my grandfather watching Perry Mason every day. It came on at like 11 o'clock every day. And um, and I know that they did the Perry Mason movies later on in the 80s because he would watch those too, you know. And I remember at some point Raymond Burr kind of let himself go. But I didn't realize it was in 1954 because Raymond Burr was was pretty <laughs> he was pretty big in this movie. I was like, "That's Raymond Burr." I remember him being, you know, like a big guy, but he was more kind of fit. I don't know, maybe the maybe the suit just made him look fit. I don't know. <laughs> but there's a lot of scenes in this movie where he's kind of walking around in the 
what we refer to as a wife beater type undershirt, you know, the, 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 the classic, uh, the classic undershirt that you, that you see these, uh, these sleepless A-frame. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and just kind of nothing else. Cause it's the middle of a heat wave and he's kind of, uh, kind of sweaty and all that kind of stuff. So you're like, remember's, you know, I don't want to I, I tell you, say too much about somebody's weight because I'm a big guy, but you know he's <laughs> a little bigger than I remember him being in Perry Mason. But wait, when when did Perry Mason come on? Wasn't that in the fifties? It was uh, not. <clears throat> well, no, I think it was it was the sixties or seventies because I well, well it wasn't the seventies because was it, was, it was black it and kid, white. I don't know if it was real. Well, yeah, you're right. All right, I want, yeah, I want to say the sixties because I think that was when shows kind of started going from black and white to color. Okay. Yeah, and then I know he kind of had a resurgence. He made about 20 Perry Mason movies. In- 57 66. Yep. Okay. Well, Rear Window was 54. So maybe he took some weight off before he did Perry Mason and then <laughs> and then put it back on after that. I don't know. <laughs> but uh so anyway, we're going to get into talking about TV. Actually, before before we do, can I can I give a shout out? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if he listens to the show when he's not on. Uh, I would hope so. Uh, I, w- I want to give a shout out to Brock Parker and the Alabama Ghostbusters. Okay. Um, because uh, depending on when you're listening to this, folks, you may may or may not know that Halloween just happened last uh, uh, about three on day, Monday, three days ago. Yeah. And I had one of the best Halloweens I've had in a long time, and it's directly thanks to the Alabama Ghostbusters. Awesome. Um, yeah. Several months ago. Uh, I was sitting out here in my office, and my five-year-old daughter came out, and my, the business card that Brock and or Rookie, I don't know which one of them gave it to me, but yeah. uh, was sitting here on my desk. And my daughter hadn't – I I hadn't not wanted to show her Ghostbusters. I just wasn't sure if she was old enough. And she sees the, the card, and she goes, why is there a no sign around the ghost there? Why does that say no ghost is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and – so I, I explained to her Ghostbusters, and, and uh, ultimately it was, do you want to watch the movie Ghostbusters? And she said, yeah. And so this was a Friday. Saturday, uh, I wasn't sure how she would take it, but we watched the movie, the the, the original. Mm-hmm. And given that she does not sit still for movies very well, uh, she got through the whole thing and loved it. And then the rest spent the rest of the day watching the real Ghostbusters. Uh, and then a couple of weeks later, when we asked her what she wanted to be for Halloween, she said she wanted to be a Ghostbuster. Yeah. And so I immediately decided that if she was going to be a Ghostbuster, I was going to dress up as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my wife decided to dress up as a Ghostbuster, too. So we went trick-or-treating. Uh, she w- we, we always take her to the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if the malls where y'all are at do trick-or-treating, but down here, it it's we've been doing it for years and it's so much, it takes such a, a weight off your mind to not yeah. have to worry about the kids going in neighborhoods and on the streets at night. And yeah. Stuff. And, uh, so both of them were just as ghostbusters. They had, uh, the, the costumes came with inflatable proton packs and, uh, and my wife made me this awesome stay puff marshmallow man suit. It was, it, I mean, it was just a, a three XL sweatsuit, basically sweatpants, a sweatshirt. And we stuffed it full of that white polyester, pillow stuffing material which is yeah. hot as hell yeah i bet <laughs> and i and i but she made You're the a toasty the, marshmallow <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> um 
And uh, but she made me the, the 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 blue collar thing that went that goes around the neck, and we got we got the hat, and she wrote "Stay Puffed" on it with with puffy paint and stuff. And then I put clown white and you know whited my face out in white gloves. And for the first time ever, and we've been doing this mall thing for at least ten years with the between the two kids, and um, several of the of the employees that were giving out candy at the stores were like, "Oh my god, you guys are so cute! I want to get a picture of you." I've never had anyone want to take pictures of us before. <laughs> and at one point, Emily and Sharon were inside a store because they were given it was one where they weren't at the door. And so I was waiting out in the in the mall proper, and a little girl dressed up like Snow White, and her mom came up and asked if they could take a picture with me. <laughs> it was it was so bizarre, and we had a great time. Uh, it, one of the security guards of the mall comes up to me and he whispers me, "Dude, you got the best costume here tonight." <laughs> so I just wanted to give a shout out to the Alabama Ghostbusters because this you guys were the ones that were my daughter's inspiration, whether you knew it or not. And thanks a lot. I saw the pictures that you put on Facebook. I couldn't. I couldn't tell that your costume was just a sweatsuit. I couldn't tell. <laughs> they have a. Um, I took my daughter to the um, the Halloween. We have a, a spirit Halloween store that opens up every every October that you can go buy all these costumes and and props and things like that. And uh, because she was at one point, she was wanting to dress up as Harley Quinn and. And I, I told her that she could as long as I helped her pick out the costume because she wasn't going to be a a uh, very exposed Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, but and she, she ended up dressing as something else anyway. But they had like a, a Stay Puft costume. She was costume. cute as a button, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she dressed as a deer and her boyfriend dressed as a hunter, even though he couldn't carry a gun with him because they were going to the school and stuff, you know. But uh, – <laughs> But they had a Stay Puff costume at that store that was like it was inflatable. You know, you put it on and it's got like a little air thing in, in the mm-hmm. in the leg or whatever that blows air, so it, it all fills up with air and everything. And uh but it was like I don't know, like seventy five, eighty dollars or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't want to spend yeah. that much for just wearing something one night and, and then it goes in the closet forever. You know. Yeah, but, I think my outfit costs less than thirty bucks altogether. Yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it, yeah. Uh, my kids are, I mean, they don't even go trick or treating anymore. She went to the school Halloween party. My wife took and, uh, and dropped her off. And then she came back to get me. I was getting home from work and we were going to go over there. We weren't dressing up or anything, but before we got there, she was already texting me saying, okay, I'm ready to leave. I was like, well, you've been there for like a half an hour. Yeah. I don't know. Teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. So tonight, uh, we're going to talk about. TV specifically, we're going to talk about some of the new shows that have started this fall, and we're also going to talk about some of our favorite shows that have come back um, for a new season. I want we waited until November to do this topic because most of the stuff really starts in October, and you really want to have time to watch two or three episodes of this stuff before you form an opinion on it. And actually, I've got a few things on my list that. Um, I only watched once because <laughs> I was just, nah, that's not for me. I'm done with that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of the shows that we love are coming back for a new season. We're going to talk about some of those. I, I thought that the way we would do this is, uh, we just kind of mix it up. And, and instead of just going one by one, like we normally do when we're, when we're doing a movie round table, we'll, we'll do like maybe three at a time. Like I'll talk about three of the shows that I've been watching and I'll throw it over to, to Rick and let him talk about some of the stuff he's watching. That way we'll get more of the show. Cause some of this stuff, like if I've seen something 
that you guys haven't seen, then there's not going to be a whole lot of discussion about it. It's just going to be me talking about it. So I'll kind of keep that to a minimum. And then if there's something that two or two or all of us have watched, then we'll, you know, have more of a dialogue about it. So, um, I get, I'll start the, uh, the round table since my first pick, I, I'm pretty sure is something that all three of us have seen, but, uh, Luke Cage on Netflix oh, is yeah. my first pick. And I know the whole thing is already out and everybody's watched the whole series and everything, but In three damn days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's the newest installment from Marvel that belongs in the MCU, but it's directly tied to Daredevil and Jessica Jones and all that. They continue making their way towards their uh, Defender series, which I think is coming out next fall. But Luke Cage stars Mike Coulter, Alfred Woodard, Rosario Dawson, among others. And we've seen Luke before. He was in Jessica Jones. But this show focuses more on him as he goes back to Harlem and it dives. It kind of dives into his origin some. It had a 70s vibe to it, but it wasn't so much so that it was distracting. You know what I mean? Um it did take me about three episodes to figure out that this was actually taking place after Jessica Jones because I thought it was a prequel with the first couple episodes that I saw until they <laughs> until they actually mentioned Jessica Jones and then when Rosario Dawson shows up, oh okay, now I know when this is. <laughs> you know, so well they were also mentioning the incident, <clears throat> yeah, from the get go. So yeah, but that was four years ago, so I didn't know if it could have been sometime mm-hmm. in between that or something like that. Um but I don't know. It, it was a good show, but it was uh, Netflix. The shows that they're doing for Marvel are different than any of the other stuff that they're doing for MCU. It's not all uh, flashy superheroes like they're doing with the Avengers and all that. And, and but it's not all kind of sterile um, action type shows like they're doing with agents of shield it's a lot grittier and it's a lot darker and uh it's it would almost be r-rated if they you know if they drop the f-bomb every now and then which they don't that that they don't go that far you know but they'll they'll show some some pretty graphic violence um this one is kind of uh i don't know daredevil had kind of those kung fu type overtones and and it's more of a superhero show with the costume and all that. This one's more of a, almost a gangster show. I'd, I'd almost say mafia, but it's more just gangster, you know. And even though Luke has powers, he's not really defined by his powers. It's almost like he'd be doing as much of this stuff as he could if he didn't have superpowers. He'd still be standing up for people and, and, and trying to do as much as much of this as he can, you know, besides getting shot every, every five seconds, you know, so John, you've seen it, right? I have. I loved it. Um, did you, did you ever read the comic? I didn't No. in that piece. Um, I did. And, and that seventies vibe that you're talking about was, um, you know, kind of, uh, heralding back to that. Cause I mean, obviously I don't remember from the seventies, but yeah, um, the early eighties, um, he 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 had the you know the uh, open collar shirt and the you know the chain for the belt the whole um, <laughs> oh yeah you know, yeah uh, black exploitation chic let's call it uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah I, I, I love their throwback to that yeah 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 when he escaped and he had the thing wrapped around his head and then he looked in the he he saw his reflection and he was like no I'm not doing that <laughs> yeah <coughs> yeah. 
I thought it was, I thought it was, um, I thought it was really good. I thought they did a good job of, uh, um, you know, kind of bringing him into like, you know, modern times, um, you know, not just the, with the way he dressed, but also, he, you know, cause he, he was basically kind of a, I mean, he, he was street smart in the comic, but he was, he was kind of a bruiser. He wasn't stupid, yeah, but you know, he wasn't like noble either. Like this whole thing was, he was a hero for hire, you know, he'll protect the hood, but you do need to pay him. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> and, and, you know, they made lots of references to that without, making that like part of his character. So I, I, I like the way they did that. Um, one of the regular criticisms, or at least one of the criticisms I hear a lot about uh, the Netflix Marvel shows is um, that the pacing can be off. You know, it starts off strong and it ends strong, but it kind of drags in the middle. And I guess that's true. I haven't really felt that for any of them. Um, and I didn't feel it for this one either. But if you felt that way about the other series, I could see he's feeling it about this too. Because it does, it basically kind of starts off in like what's going on now and then does a couple of episodes of, of origin story. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you know, concludes the story that's going on now. So if, if you got a problem with that kind of format, um, then I think probably all of the Netflix Marvel shows do that to some degree. Um, I think all of the Netflix shows in general do that because these yeah, shows are kind of, I, I, I remember someone said that about stranger things too. Yeah. The, the, so. These shows are kind of created for binging. Um, I, I, I kind of, I wanted to do an experiment, but I didn't do it with this show because everybody's talking about it. So if you don't watch the whole thing in one weekend, then you're already behind. But when eleven twenty two sixty three came out on Hulu, Hulu does their model completely differently. They 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 release one episode every week, and I right. think I think that's the way CBS is going to do with Star Trek. Even though it's going to be online, they're not going to release the entire series in 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 one bunch like that. No, so I kinda, no, it's going to be it's yeah, going to be one a week every week. So, and I like that when I was watching eleven twenty two sixty three, I I like that because you were forced to not go and watch the next episode. You had to take the week and think about what you saw in that episode. Maybe go back and watch it again and digest it a little more. With these Netflix shows, when you're binging, you don't necessarily take time to, to, to digest what you just watched before you go on and watch the next episode. And, you know, stuff can kind of uh, merge together. You you don't remember which episode this happened in, you know, and, and things like that. So I kind of wondered... If you could go and watch a Netflix show and just watch one episode every week and just kind of drag it out for 12 weeks, if you would get a different experience out of it than you would if you binged it. But, of course, with this show, like I said, you, you couldn't do that, especially if you listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff because every podcast was talking about it and they were talking about every episode all the way to the end. So, Rick, I know you, you watched it too, right? I love, yeah, yeah, I loved it, and I didn't want to. Um you know, I, that sounds worse than it is. Let me, let me, let me explain. <laughs> um, I love Daredevil. I, I just tore through Daredevil. Um, and then Jessica Jones came out and I have, I, I have yet to finish a single episode of Jessica Jones. I tried three times to watch the first episode and I was like, this is just too damn miserable. Uh, I, I don't need this much agony in my life. Um, and cause, and, all the buzz I heard about it was 
oh yeah, well, you know, it 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 actually gets a lot worse before it gets better. And I'm like, you know, you're not selling me on this show. At all. <laughs> um, and it was like, oh, but you know, the ending is great. I'm like, yeah, but you know, if if you tell me you're going to give me brand new robotic legs that can run 60 miles an hour, but you're going to saw the originals off slowly with no anesthetic over a week, I think I'm going to pass on that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't watch Jessica Jones. Uh, so when Luke Cage came out, everybody was raving about it or everybody was like, oh, wait, Luke Cage is out. I can't wait to start watching it. And I just I put out a simple request on Facebook. I'm like. Some of y'all know what I like. I love Daredevil. Didn't like Jessica Jones. What's the word on, you know, should I watch Luke Cage? Because a, a lot of my problem with with grown-up TV is like right now I've got about two hours a night that I can do, uh, uh, you know, something that doesn't involve entertaining a five-year-old. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of have to choose what I watch. That's And that's in between shows I have to watch for other podcasts I'm doing or doing research for other podcasts or editing podcasts or, you know, <laughs> yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I was kind of reluctant to pull the trigger on Luke Cage. And then finally I was like, because everybody, you know, the most of the people that were answering me on Facebook were like, just watch it and form your own opinion. Jeez. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, fine. Y'all are no help. Thank you. <laughs> and so I watched the first episode. People. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I watched the first episode and – I was like, all right, that was okay. Um, not great, not bad, but that was okay. And I, I, I like was was doing a, a oh, I was watching it the afternoon of a movie news show, so I like could only watch the first episode, and then I had to do another podcast. And I was like, all right, I watched the first episode. I, I didn't hate it. And that night, I watched three more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they are geniuses at not letting you not watch another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, I was you'll, mad in real life that I had to stop. Yeah, I was like, it's it's you know one a.m. I've got to be up in three hours. <laughs> I've got to stop watching this show. Um, otherwise, I would have. I'm I'm sure I would have watched it all the way through. It was that good. Yeah. Um, you know, I I, I hate hating Alfre Woodard, but she's so amazing as a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was she was awesome in this for sure. Um, the guy that plays Cottonmouth, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. I don't but either. Yeah, he's amazing. He's in an upcoming movie about all of the women that did the programming for the Apollo program. Uh-huh. Uh, I forget the the name of the movie, but we saw a trailer for it, and he's in that. And I'm like, it's going to be hard not to see him as a bad guy, but I, I'm I'm glad to see more of him. Um, nobody turns in a bad performance in the show. Uh. Even though Luke is kind of the reluctant hero, I, I believe him. And there are times when he just takes so much pleasure in what he's doing. Uh, the the woman who plays Misty is fantastic. Yeah. And it's driving me crazy because I swear I've seen her in something else. But I've, I've scoured her IMDb page and I have not seen anything else. But I feel like I've seen her in other things and I can't – I just can't place her. Um, the music is fantastic. I loved how – the, the the score at the beginning was there were just hints of like you know seventies wakachu music, and as the show went on, they became more and more obvious with it. I was loving it. Um, it, it it's just it, I loved how it started in the middle of the story and then gave you bits of origin as it went along. Yeah, instead of just boring us with a long drawn out origin story. Um, 
I, I, I have not. A, I don't have a bad word to say about the, the the show at all. That there weren't more episodes, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. Now we've got to wait another year. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're gonna have to wait longer than that. I think because next uh, next year uh, Netflix is releasing Iron Fist in the spring, and then they're releasing the Defenders in the fall. And then the year after that is supposed to be season three of Daredevil and season two of Jessica Jones. So it's going to be at least two more years before you oh, get wow. before you get um, any more Luke Cage. I mean, Luke Cage is going to be in the Defenders, and he'll probably show up in Jessica Jones. But as far as more of this, you're going to have to wait a couple of years. So, and I have to give them major credit for did not see that huge event about midway through uh, that I, I don't want to spoil, but yeah. there, there was a, a major personnel change. Let me put yeah. it that way. <laughs> yeah. The guy that plays uh the guy that plays uh shades, which I can't remember. I think Theo, Theo Rossi, that's his name. He, uh, he used to play in sons of anarchy and uh, I, I thought he was really good on that show. So I was surprised. I was surprised and delighted when he showed up on this show because he made, he makes a pretty good gangster. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me move on to my next pick, and it is uh, Westworld. Have either one of you guys got to see this yet? Yeah. Okay. No, we don't have HBO, and I can't find it anywhere else yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it'll be a while before it's out on uh, Netflix or anything like that. But it's uh, it's based on a movie from the 70s, which is written by Michael Crichton. And I'm, I've never actually seen the movie, but... This is kind of a new thing that Hollywood is doing because 20 years ago, there was a big trend of taking all these TV shows and turning them into movies. That's why we got the Brady Bunch and the Beverly Hillbillies and Mission Impossible and all that kind of stuff. And now they want to take all these movies and turn them into TV shows, you know, and a lot of them turn out pretty good. Some of them don't, you know, some of them are uh, Rush Hour. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then some of them are Fargo, you know, Fargo is really good, so... You can tell that Jurassic Park and Westworld are kind of cut from the same cloth. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever read a lot of uh, actual Crichton novels, but it, I have. Okay, if you've ever read uh, Jurassic Park or Timeline, you know his books can sometimes be kind of preachy. You know, he he, he focuses on some <laughs> technology and he makes a, a story to hold all these ideas and tell why this technology is not a good idea. You know, he can did cloning in Jurassic park and time travel with timeline. And now he's doing AI. What? Well, I mean, he's not, he, he died several years ago, yeah. but, um, <laughs> there AI in Westworld. So it's kind of like a story wrapped up in a Ted talk, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, Anthony Hopkins, uh, has this amusement park and it's all inhabited by androids and you can go and you can take a vacation where you're living in the old west and you're free to do whatever you want with the androids you can talk to them you can sleep with them you can kill them you can do whatever you want and uh and the the plot is kind of emerging that these androids have been used multiple times in different scenarios like i think they they referenced that they did a a shakespeare park and they did like a mystery theater type park and they use the same robots every time they just um change their programming and make them play different characters and of course the androids don't remember any of this but now they're doing this new program that's supposed to affect the movements that they do with their eyes and stuff and it's kind of a, causing them to remember some of this stuff you know and it's so it's, it's causing some problems and ed harris 
is there as this really bad guy that has questionable motivations and and it, it's good so far. They're about five episodes in, and I think the se- season's going to be probably ten episodes. So half they're halfway through. But what I've seen so far, I really liked. John, what do you think? I like it. Um, I watch it. I watch it. It's on my it's on my weekly watch list. Um, there are a lot of complexities and layers, and it's. It hasn't collapsed under its own weight yet, but <laughs> it's it's pushing the envelope. Like I mean, it's it's you know I mean it's it's working on a lot of levels, but there are a lot of levels, and it can be kind of overwhelming cerebrally to kind of keep track of um the, the, even basic stuff like um so like the you'll see um you know a particular android um. You know, like out engaging with, you know, clients or, or, you know, with the people who've come to the park, like living out whatever the scenario is. But you'll also see that same Android, you know, like back at the repair shop talking to the, the programmers. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, did that happen after? Did they like pull her while everyone was asleep? <clears throat> is that another version of the same Android? Like, are there multiple? It's, it's not entirely clear. And, you know, I think that's intentional. There, There is this kind of, you know, it's like some of the ones that are remembering more are almost having dreams. Yeah. And so, so they are kind of blurring the line between, uh, you know, what is really real and what's, you know, AI real and what's, you know, fantasy and all that. So, I, I mean, I get why they're doing it, but, you know, it's don't don't. Don't do anything else while you're watching this show. <laughs> yeah, it can because, be. It can, like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, like every little, every little look, every you know, every phrase is just rife with meaning, and two or three meanings. Uh, so again, it's it's good, and and I'm still I'm still on board, but you know, um, <laughs> the train is picking up speed, and I'm holding on by my fingertips. So you, it, it needs to. I'm I'm all down with mystery. You need to provide some answers as well, but it's 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 good. I'm not I'm not warning you off of it. I'm just warning you. <laughs> it can get kind of confusing because they they do have a story storylines going on in the park, which is like a, like I said, basically the old west. So it's almost like it's another timeline. And then they've got the stuff going on in the facility where they build these things, and the androids reset every day and like they're almost living out the same day every day and so i'm assuming that when you're seeing them talking to the programmers that this is at night when they're when See, they're being that, reset that's what i thought too but then there are some scenarios that just you know that last through the night yeah yeah you sure know, so they'll, cut, they'll, they'll cut from from like the android talking to the programmer and they'll cut back to the scene that's happening like out in the desert yeah i'm like which one happened first? Are they happening at the same time? Because they may be. That might just be multiple. Might just be a duplicate of that same um, model. Like I, it's not. I don't know. And I'm and I'm not necessarily blaming the show for that. I might just be dumb. <laughs> that, I will. I'm. I will freely acknowledge that as a possibility. Have you ever seen I, the movie? I've. I was aware of the movie. If I saw it, it was. Years and years and years ago, it, you know, it reminds me of actually um, the Dollhouse, um, 
which I think was like early two thousands show from yeah. uh, Joss Whedon. Yeah, uh, and it and it was, it was very similar in that it's slightly more horrific in that there weren't androids; there were just people who had their memories wiped. Basically, you sign up, you know, for you know three years to give your life to this service where they'll you know erase your memories and you can live out various fantasies with people who are willing to pay for it. You don't remember it. And then you get a buttload of cash at the end. Right. Um, and it also had the, you know, the, the plot was, um, uh, the main character echo, um, would start to remember bits and pieces of these various, um, encounters that she had had. That was, that was a really good show. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering how, the the show is compared to the to the Rick. Have you ever seen the movie? I know you haven't seen the show. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, I saw the I saw the movie. It uh, it's been years and years, but I I remember it fairly clearly. There were there were two movies. There was Westworld and then a sequel oh, okay. called Future World. Yeah. Uh, Westworld really didn't deal with the robots having any sort of personality. What what Westworld was was kind of like Terminator meets Jaws. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Yul the Yul Brenner robot, the gunslinger. Uh, goes crazy and starts actually killing guests it was it was you could see precursors to jurassic park in it yeah um you know i i have and i'm speaking as a fan of michael crichton's work when he's good he's brilliant but when he's not he's one of the most mediocre art writers out there uh like if you've ever read congo i i'm so sorry (laughs) 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 or sphere i read both of those and then the movies I, I the movies did the books justice. That's <laughs> all I can say. Um, but uh, so y- you could see he kind of recycled ideas uh, in the movie Westworld. It's just you know people, rich people pay to come play with, uh, pretend they're in the old west, and all the all the players are robots. And one of the robots, who is played by Yul Brenner, goes crazy and starts really killing people. And it's, then it's just the robot chasing our protagonist for you know a third of the movie. Yeah. Um, so it it really doesn't compare to what they're doing now. I was sure there had been a, a series in the seventies, but I, while you guys were talking, I was just looking and I was wrong. Um, I so this I thought this wasn't the first time they'd done a TV series of Westworld, but apparently I was mistaken. Yeah, like I said, I I, I like what I've seen so far. I just don't know how it's going to. It, I guess it just depends on how they wrap up this season. If it's one of these shows where you don't ever get any answers and they just, oh, you're going to get some answers next season, you know, they, they, yeah. they need to give, don't, don't do like Lost did to us, you know, give us some answers and then just carry some <laughs> of the stuff over. Don't, don't, uh, just, you know, tease us all the time, you know, but, you know, well, is it, is, is it going down the, uh, the Game of Thrones road where it's like, Lots of needless nudity and violence, or uh... there's not a ton. I mean, there's some nudity in it, but not, not tons of nudity. Um, okay. There is a lot of violence. I mean, there's a lot of people, well, a lot of robots get shot. And ironically, there is a lot of nudity, but it's not sexual. Yeah, that, that's nude. true. That's true. Like, like, like they'll be nude in in the shop because they're basically they're things. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. They're, they're nude, like like you would have nude mannequins in. The, like the nudity else. that was okay. in Ex Machina, you know that that that. Kind okay, of thing. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. right, so. I mean, you know, I I've watched two seasons of of uh, of um, Game of Thrones, and while I am in by no means a prude, 
<laughs> and while certainly all of most of the naked people were not hard on the eyes at all, it was like, did you really need to have those two girls doing that while he did his monologue? I mean, <laughs> when it's when it makes no sense for it to be there. Yeah, there. I uh, mean, there is a little bit of that because uh, 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 T- Tandy was T- Tandy Newton. Is that her last name? Yeah, yeah she yeah. Uh, she owns a brothel in the show, so the, occasionally they'll show a scene in the brothel and she's not the girl that they're showing. Um, but they they'll, they'll show a scene in the brothel where a guy will be with one of the, one of the androids. They call the androids, um, they hosts. Yeah. They call them hosts in the show. So mm. somebody will be with one of the hosts in the brothel and they'll show a little bit of that, but it's not like every episode they show that three times, you know, okay. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And they really don't show much of it, but you know, they'll, she'll lead him into the room and close the door. Yeah. Yeah. Bit. Okay. Well, let me do one more, and then I'll throw it to one of you guys and let you do some. So, um, the the other show that I've been watching a lot of is Frequency, and I said before that this is one. Of, Frequency was one of my favorite time travel uh, movies. It came it came out in like ninety five, ninety six, sometime in that time. No, 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 no. It came out in like two thousand. I'm sorry. It came out in like two thousand, and um, it uh, it's a time travel movie with no time travel in it. Where the the son is talking to his father over a ham radio that's bouncing through time, and they're able to affect time because the son can tell his father things that are going to happen, and his father can change them, and then everything changes around him. So the TV show kind of does the same thing, but uh, instead of a a man, it's a it's a woman, and his father her father is not a firefighter like he was in the movie. His her father is a cop, and she's a cop too. And they're chasing the same bad guy. The first episode was almost an exact remake of the first half of the movie. And then after that, they, um, they're chasing the same bad guy, but they're chasing him in separate timelines. So the show's not, the show's not bad. It's a, it's a pretty good show. It's got pacing problems. This comes on the CW, I think. And my only real problem with it is that the main actress, uh, her name is Peyton List. She's not convincing me of her, of her character because she's angry a lot and her anger doesn't seem genuine. But, um, like I said, the, the, the show kind of turns into a time drama after, I mean, a crime drama after the first episode with some of the wibbly wobbly timey wimey thrown in, you know. <laughs> um, for example, in the last episode that I watched, Raimi, who is the, the girl, she's the main character, she's looking for the same serial killer that her father's looking for. In the past, he's in 1996, and like I said, they talk to each other every day over this ham radio. Uh, it's just a, like a magic ham radio that got hit by lightning in the first episode, so she can talk to him. And um, they hunted down the same bad guy. He's the the Nightingale killer, and she's got the older version of him at gunpoint. And concurrently, the younger version is hit by a bus. So while she's standing there with him at gunpoint, he just disappears. You know, so the the two timelines are running at the same time, even though one's in 1996 and one of them's in 2016. So it's interesting if you like uh, shows that deal with you know time travel and that and and time and that kind of stuff. You'll probably like it. If you like the movie, you'll really like it. So have you have either one of you guys got to see it? I haven't seen it. No. In this world of trigger warnings and people, uh, you know, 
crying that they need safe places and stuff. Uh, I, I <laughs> if, if I can editorialize for just a moment, um, I, I lost my father when I was 14. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I just, I don't need trigger warnings. I just know better than to watch a movie like Frequency because <laughs> yeah. I know it will shred me. Yeah. Uh, so. The, the, and yeah, the movie had some, it was a lot, the movie was a lot more tugging at your heartstrings than this TV show. Well, my show dad was is. also a ham opera, a ham radio okay. operator. Yeah. <laughs> this TV show is more, it focuses more on the, um, the crime drama aspect where they're chasing this serial killer and not as much on the tugging on your heartstrings type stuff. But, yeah. the, but the TV show, um, is different enough, you know, but I can, I can understand that. But uh, you want to, uh, you want to talk about some of the stuff you're watching? I know you said that you haven't watched a lot of new stuff, but you've been watching some of the stuff that's come back. Who me? Yes, you. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> um, well, there, there's really only two shows that I watch right now. Um, although I have just seen a post that said The Exorcist, the new Exorcist series, is looking good. So maybe I'll give that a, shout, a check out. Um, but there, there are two shows that, that, uh, that I'm watching right now. One is one that my wife and I get to watch together because there aren't very many shows like that. Um, and the other is one that's, that's just me. Uh, Supergirl is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, we loved the first season. The second season has, has improved on it in almost every way possible. Um, you know, the show moved from, uh, CBS to the CW. Yeah. Uh, and that always, you know, there's always a bit of trepidation when something like that happens. Um, and in moving to the CW, They've now got Arrow, The Flash, and Supergirl all on the same network, which will facilitate. Be, uh, well, well I, don't, I don't know what to think of this. There's going to be at least four crossover episodes between the three shows uh, over this season, including one musical episode, which that I don't know if I'm looking forward to or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but. The downside to that is uh, the production moved from L.A. to Vancouver, which means that, unfortunately, we have lost Callista Flockhart as a regular. And I don't know if either of y'all were Ally McBeal fans, but I was a huge Ally McBeal fan. I watched it. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't say that I was a fan, but I did, I did watch it. And I remember it. it. It was a good show, yeah. And I love Callista Flockhart. And I was a little worried because the, the first episode of Supergirl, she had – these her lips were just so unnaturally huge. I was like, "What the hell did you do to yourself?" But they they have since deflated, and and she she uh her her character is Cat uh Cat Grant, Grant is yeah. uh just amazing, um and she's not permanently gone, but you know she'll she's kind of more of a, a you know a recurring role instead of a steady character. Um, they they've kind of backed off on the the uh kind of soap opera-ish love triangle that was going on between Kara and Wynn and James or Jimmy Olsen, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. I love their take on Jimmy Olsen. James, sorry, James Olsen. James Olsen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they, they finally had, you know, they'd been dodging it in more and more con- uh, contrived ways of showing us Superman in the first season. Uh, they finally just said, all right, 
heck with it. We're going to have him in here for the first couple of episodes. Um, I I don't like the guy that's playing Superman, but I don't dislike him. He's doing a fine job. He just doesn't look right to me, and that's that's just my my bummer. Not him. He's not doing a bad job at all. Yeah. Uh, I I just think the shaven enough. Say what? Not quite clean shaven enough. I can I can I can detect a little like a little five o'clock shadow, and it just doesn't. It seems weird for Superman. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I hate to say this because I know it's totally unfair to anyone else that tries to play Superman, but Christopher Reeve was my Superman. And he's the closest I think Hollywood has ever gotten to the way Superman is drawn in the comics. Yeah. Uh, And they keep casting him way too young. I think that may be my problem is, you know, a 20-something Superman just doesn't work for me. Uh, (laughs) But... I think the show is great. The The biggest problem I had with it in its first season was the fight choreography was terrible, especially with the flaunt when they did the flying gags with Kara. Um, that has, that problem has been solved a million times over. Uh, so I could not be happier with the way that uh, Supergirl is going. They are also, uh, they have now, I, I don't, I don't know if, have I told you guys about my new show? Uh, my new LGBT show. I've li- listened to it. Yeah. I'll listen okay. To it. Um, so, you know, this this is an issue that's very close to my heart. Uh, and uh, they are they have not only brought in a new uh, openly gay character who is Maggie Sawyer, who is in the comics, Batwoman's girlfriend. Right. Um, but they are also they've said that they are going to have uh, one of the main characters be open openly gay. And they really seem to be telegraphing that it's going to be Alex Danvers and that she and Maggie are going to hook up. Yeah, that's what it looks uh, which, like to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm sorry if I don't think I don't think that's a spoiler. If it is, I apologize. But I, I um, thought I didn't watch. I, I haven't seen the episode this week because of Halloween. But um, in the episode mm-hmm. that I saw from the week before, it looked pretty, pretty blatant yeah, Spark- that that's where the, where they were going. Spark- yeah, I've, I've seen this week's episode. Sparks are definitely. It, it, <laughs> it's in- yeah, it's interesting what they did this week because it was kind of a. a well, no, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil it. But, <laughs> but let's just say there is teasing going on. <laughs> um, nice. So yeah, uh, what, what do, you, uh, do you? Are you guys enjoying it? Yeah, the only thing that I didn't, I, I kind of like the guy that played Superman myself. If if they decided to to make a Superman show and put him on it, I would watch it. The only thing I didn't like, I didn't like his cape. I didn't like the way they clasped it on his shoulders like that. It didn't look. You didn't like the kind of Roman look. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't look right. It looked like you know Doctor Strange or something, you know, because um, <laughs> the way Supergirl's cape tucks down into her shirt, that's the way it's always been in the comic, you know. So I don't know why they decided it, unless they just wanted him to look different than Supergirl. But um, I just, I just, I didn't care for that. Other than that, I, I don't really care for the guy that's playing. Her boss now that uh, snapper, yeah, because he just he just reminds me of Perry White. It looks like they're just kind of remaking Perry White, but uh, but other than you, that, you might like him a little more after this after the the most recent one. Okay, yeah, I I, I like um, I like that it calls in uh, Superman, Supergirl, DC characters that I that are not forgotten about. But haven't forgotten about so much that I don't recognize them. Like, um, like this week uh, featured Roulette, who I always thought was um, a very cool character. 
and and it's played by actually callback to uh, one of the actors who uh, played in the dollhouse whose name i don't know um but yeah she I, she's pretty <laughs> she is pretty um yeah i was you know it took me a long time to watch supergirl like you know I, like i think i didn't watch any of them until like the mid-season finale when they first reveal Martian Manhunter. I think that's probably when I, I then I just kind of caught up on all of them. Um, actually, that's not entirely true. I watched the first episode, and I was meh about it. And so I just you know, never really got back to it. Um, so I caught up at the end of last season. Um, so I'm watching them fresh now. And it I'm... I'm not as in love. I'm still not as in love with it as many of the people I know are, uh, but I do like it. I think it's good. Um, I was annoyed. Was it last episode or a couple of episodes ago when they're like, "We gotta, we gotta find out who the mole is." Like you know, the whole the whole unit, uh, DCU, whatever the name of the the alien um, hunting DEO, the DEO. Like we have to find the mole. Clearly, there's a mole. And they figure out when figures out who the mole is, and Carol's like, "Okay, let's go get him." And then, and they, she just leaves to go by herself. There's no reason for that. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason for that. There's absolutely no reason for that. So, yeah, she she's been doing that a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, I can see if, okay, well, I don't know who I can trust, so let me just go do it by myself. But you know who the mole is, and everyone is looking for the mole, and you know at least three people you can trust who can go with you, but no. So that bugged me. So, yeah, so it sounds like between, um, you know, Superman not being Christopher Reeve and improper cape tucking and <laughs> not uh, not calling in backup when you should, you know, the, our complaints are fairly minor. So, yeah, I guess overall we're... <laughs> Overall, and I, I just like to say I I like Superman's cape design personally. I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, there's there's various iterations of him, and, and it's not the first time I've seen it done that way. But you're right; it's not the traditional way. Yeah, but it doesn't. And, really and, and one thing none of us have, have said that I feel really deserves to be pointed: Melissa Benoist or Benoist. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but. Uh, I think it's Benoist. She is she is just amazing as Kara slash Supergirl. Uh, I, I I love her performance. She and she she just she seems like someone you would want to be saved by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did love yeah. the the episode where she met the president. And of course, Linda Carter played the president. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the little girl is standing there, and Supergirl lands next to her and looks at her and says, "Isn't this cool?" It's like. Yeah, Supergirl <laughs> just landed next to me, you know. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, and the other show I'm really I'm I'm watching is The Flash. Yeah. Uh, and now last season, the kind of kind of the uh, the 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 catch my my catchphrase for this the last season of The Flash was "Damn it, Barry." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is kind of hoisted you know, by his own petard a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, and you know with the, the 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 end of the season when he did the big wrong thing, um, and that you know that's what what he's is is still sorting out now. 
uh, I was very leery because I am not someone who particularly likes time travel stories uh, because they tend to get very messy or they get tend to tend to get very trite. Uh, and the Flash has managed to do neither. Um, you know, it it got way out of control, and then it tried to do a course correction, and now things are are better in some ways, but worse in other ways. And wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, I want to ask for clarification. Are you talking about the show that you're watching, or the plot that's happening in the show? He's talking about uh, uh, the the Flashpoint from the uh, from. The, no, no, no. He yeah. said he said. It, it it went way too far, and they did a course correction, and now things are kind of okay. Oh, oh, the, are the, you, the are plot. Are you reviewing the show? Or are you saying this is what's happening? No, my, the, my, my question unclear. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the the plot of the show, not not how the show is being done. Gotcha. Uh, I'm I'm impressed with the way the show is being done because uh, the Flash is another is another show I didn't want to watch and I didn't want to like, but too many people were raving about it, and so I started watching it, and I was it was like everything about this show is should be something I don't like, and yet I can't stop watching. And, uh, uh, you know, the whole multiple Earths thing, generally, you know, that that sort of plot line drives me crazy. And that's uh, one of my only complaints about this season so far has to do with that. Uh, Are either of you guys watching The Flash? Oh, yeah, I watch it. Yeah. Okay. Uh That that whole let's find a new Dr. Wells and let's be comical about it was – oh, I, you know, comic relief is fine, but you know the show's been fairly serious up till now, and that was like farce. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't but, know if they know, felt like that was something that they just needed to add this season or or what. I like Tom Cavanaugh, and I like his, I like the Harrison Wells character. But if they want to have him on the show, just keep him on the show. You know, you don't have to have to change his whole character and make him a different Harrison Wells every season. But yeah, yeah, and and. Yeah, so that that's that's about the only thing that I'm having trouble with. At least this, you know, after the big screw up uh, of Flashpoint, at least Barry has kind of stopped trying to fix everything, so and far. is just is just well so far. Yeah, yeah see that, that the thing with Flashpoint is I think that and 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 you and I did a did a podcast about this right after the season finale from uh, last season, but I think that they didn't really plan out what they were going to do when they did that in the finale. Because from what I understood, everything that I read, Flashpoint was supposed to take like five episodes to sort out. And they did it all in one episode. Now, I mean, they've got remnants of it going on now, but they kind of fixed everything in that one episode. Now, one thing I did like is that even though he kind of fixed stuff, that he didn't... He didn't keep trying to fix it because I like the idea of once you once you break a once you break a cup and you put it back, it still has cracks in it. You know, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that you know Star Trek used to do all the time. If they do time travel, well, everything's got to be back exactly the way it was by the end of the episode. But time travel doesn't work that way. If you go back and you change something, even if you change it back, you're still changing something. You know, so something is going to be different. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out with, with Caitlin kind of showing that she's kind of turning in the killer frost and all that kind yep. of stuff. But and alchemy. And yeah. we also have, you know, reverse flash was like, 
this is all better for me, not you. <laughs> yeah. And then we haven't heard back from him yet. So And Wally's kind of – he's eventually going to turn into Kid Flash. I think Alchemy's going to have something to do with that. But I just I thought that they wrapped up the whole flashpoint thing too quickly. I thought that it was I thought that it was gonna play out longer than that. But Well, I'm hoping we're I'm hoping that it is still playing out. And it's just gonna it's gonna be more subtle than Because if if they're done with the flashpoint and this is the reality as it stands, uh I'll be a little disappointed with that. But I think there's still some loose ends that that uh, that we haven't uh, that they haven't addressed yet. Yeah, I'm good either way. Okay, yeah. John, you got a you got a few you want to talk about? Um, sure. Uh, you know, I'll start off with the uh, the the new shows that I've been watching. Um, Atlanta. It's it's not it's not in our usual wheelhouse of uh, sci-fi fantasy, although I guess it kind of is. Um. Atlanta, starring uh, Donald Glover of uh, Community, mm-hmm. it's like he he he's writing, directing, producing. This is like why he left Community to do this show, and he has described it as Twin Peaks with rappers, <laughs> and it's not inaccurate. It it's it's like everything will be. It's, it's like it's the show is like ninety percent normal. But then something will happen that, oh, are we in an alternate reality with this? Like, there's one episode where, so basically the plot of the show is, they live in Atlanta. The end. No, I'm kidding. So the plot <laughs> of the show is, um, <laughs> um, the main character's cousin is like an up-and-coming rapper. And so the main character, uh, who is constantly broke, is like, oh, okay, I, but he's smart. He's really smart. Um, and he's he went to... Um, I can't remember which school, but like an Ivy League school, but he didn't finish, and they didn't really say why, but apparently something went down. Um, so he's like, okay, well, let me manage you. So that's that's the overall plot of the show. Um, so there's one episode where um, he signs him up to do this charity event, like a basketball game. And um, so it's got all these other celebrities playing, and one of the celebrities is Justin Bieber. Uh, except Justin Bieber is this black guy, but in every other way, it's it's Justin Bieber. It's the Justin Bieber that you know. <laughs> and then, and they, they, there's no reference to anything being weird about it. They you're like, okay, so is this someone else? No, like it's Justin Bieber. Yeah, he's just a black guy. <laughs> and there's one episode where uh, they make a reference to, oh, this guy's so rich, he's got an invisible car. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, he's, let me show you the picture. And he shows him the picture, and the picture is a guy leaning with his arm uh, like he's leaning against a car. He's like, no, dude, that picture's fake. That's not that's not real. But at the end of the episode, he runs over somebody with his invisible car. <laughs> so it's almost, it's like, I wouldn't describe it as Twin Peaks with rappers. I would describe it as, uh, what's the, 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 um, Louis C.K. show is it just Louis? Louis? Yeah, I would I would describe it as urban Louis in a slightly <laughs> alternate universe. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's on FX. Um, they're streaming, and, and it's it's a really short. Series. I think 
I think the season just ended and there's only like six or seven episodes. But um half an hour show, I highly recommend it. Um FX so that is not be- FX is not afraid to do those weird shows, you know. They they're the ones that did the what's the show that had uh the kid from um from the Lord of the Rings and he had uh, this guy dressed as a oh, dog that was with him all the time. Yeah. And he was the only not, one that could see not, him and yeah. yeah. Wilfred, I think that was the name of it. Wilfred, Wilfred yeah. that's right. That was a weird show. <laughs> I watched the first season of that. And it was based on a show from the UK and uh it was just weird. It's just like this there's this dude in a dog suit and nobody can see him but him. Everybody else <laughs> thinks it's just a regular dog. It's just treating like a dog. Yeah. Right? They scratch him behind um, his ear. Good boy, good boy. All this, you know. It's, know. it's uh, yeah. It, it is. It is uncensored. So they drop a lot of s bombs. They drop a They drop a few f bombs. I'm not sure how they do it. Well, cable can do that at night. You know, yeah. they do that on like uh, Cartoon Network because they'll show um, they'll show the unedited version of South Park the movie on uh Cartoon Network sometimes at night. And because right. cable is not regulated the way that network is, you know, so as long as it's at night, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Other than they can't show porn. <laughs> you know. But Right. Uh so uh that show I was kind of looking forward to a show that I had no idea about and just kind of stumbled upon and, and found that I really enjoyed is uh, The Good Place. Have you guys heard of this? Yes, that was actually one of the ones I was going to talk about before the end of the show. Go ahead. No, yeah. I haven't even heard of it. Okay, so Kristen Bell um, is recently deceased and she goes to this little town of heaven called The Good Place. They don't have, you know, and the architect of this town is Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. Um, and only the most wonderful, noble, caring people get to go to the good place. It's not like, well, you live a pretty good life so you can go to heaven. Like, no, you gotta, like, you really gotta, um. You gotta be part of the 1%, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the the top 002%, like, not everybody gets past the uh, velvet rope. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that, uh, it's not really a spoiler because it's kind of the whole plot, turns out that she is an error like somehow she's not supposed to be in a good place and like i consider myself a pretty good person i would not get in that good place (laughs) and she's way worse than me she's (laughs) she's she's not a well she's kind of a terrible person yeah she's kind of a terrible person but she's not she's got you know she's not the worst but she's kind of the worst she's she is that person at work uh that you really don't want to hang around because they're just you know right um, so the, you know, the, the show is about her trying not to get found out and simultaneously trying to be a better person to deserve to be in this place. And it, and it, it reminds me of, um, I'm doing a lot of mashup descriptions here, but it's like, um, selfie, which I think lasted one season mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, um, and pushing daisies. Yeah, it reminds yeah, that. that kind of sur- surreal, um, quirky, offbeat humor. Very colorful looking. You know, it's like even it's not quite dark comedy. Like it's always lighthearted, even if it's kind of 
I don't know. It's hard to describe. Uh, but I, I, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't intend to watch it. Uh, but you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hulu says, oh, you finished watching that? Why don't you watch this? And I didn't get to the remote in time. I'm like, fine. <laughs> and uh, so I watched the first episode. It was, it, was, it was, yeah, made me laugh a couple of times. Yeah, and every time she does something selfish, something catastrophic happens in the good place, and it affects all the other people around her. And, right, uh, right. And then um, I was watching it. it it's... It's up to about the sixth or seventh episode now, and uh, it's it's good. You know, I, I it, it's funny. Um, another thing about it is that everybody gets to meet their soulmate once they're there, and there's another guy there. After you find out, like okay. the fourth, fourth or fifth episode, you find out there's another guy there that's not supposed to be there. So this is like something that's not as abnormal as you thought in the beginning, and and uh, the. There's a girl on the show that is like an AI, like a computer. She's the computer. Ted Danson asks her a question. She gives him the answer. And uh, they, they ask her, like, so who goes, so what is the bad place like? And she says, I can't tell you what the bad place is like, but I can play you a one-second clip of what's happening there right now. And then she just plays this audio of, like, these horrific screams going on. And she and Kristen Bell is just sitting there like, oh, my God, that's where I'm going to go if they figure out what I, what I am, you know. So, but, yeah, I, I'm enjoying that, too. Yeah. And it's nice. I'm, I'm always... Um... <clears throat> You know, a fan. I don't watch a lot of sitcoms. I'm like almost none. So anytime there's a 30 minute show comedy that, you know, is actually entertaining and not just, you know, and a different version of the, you know, the guy who's with the wife that's way too hot for him. (laughs) Kind of bumbling, but he's got a good heart. Yeah. Okay. But dude, no, no. Thank you. How many times are they going to recast Fred Flintstone? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um and I'll just I'll do one more really fast. This isn't this actually is a show from last season that's gonna start again the second season. Um The Magicians on the Sci Fi channel. Um I saw the first couple of episodes when they when they started and um I was intrigued, I liked it, uh but you know how it is didn't didn't finish didn't catch up with it, uh, but I did read the books, so I got the audio books. There's three of them total: uh, the magician, uh, the magician's land, and I can't remember what the other one is. Um, and so I finished watching them. They're again, they're all streaming now. You can go to the sci-fi channel uh, dot com, and also uncensored which is also refreshing. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really good. Like the, you know, it's been described as like a, a grown up Harry Potter and it's, I wouldn't really call it that, but it's kind of that. Um, it's, it's, it's just watch it. That's the tagline of the show. Just, just watch it. It's good. <laughs> just, just watch it. Just out of curiosity, uh, did either of y'all watch The Expanse when it was on? I haven't. I saw I saw the first. You know that's that's the thing. It's like I will start watching shows and I'll get into them and then I'll just not finish. And, so I, and, I think I saw and, the first. Yeah, forget they exist. Four, yeah. I think I saw like the first four episodes and I and I had no 
problem watching the rest of them. I just never got around to them. Mm-hmm. And Ascension, I think, was the, was the other kind of. I don't know yeah. if that's coming back or not, but yes, I enjoyed the Expanse. Yeah, I, I, I watched. It was only it was only ten episodes, and uh, uh, you know, it, it's you wouldn't even consider it new anymore because I think it came out last year. Uh, and it's going to be another. I think it's going to be 2018 before they release anymore. Uh, but that was that was a good show. I was impressed that it came out of sci-fi because their reputation hasn't been too great of, uh, since Galactica went off the air. Yeah. You know, they're 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 hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. they make some good shows. Uh, some of their movies, and but they yeah. I think they make they make bad movies intentionally. But they also did the the one show uh, Being Human. I actually kind of enjoyed the, the it was uh, the show that they did about the vampire and the werewolf and the ghost that all lived together in a house. It was based on a on a show from the UK, and and I I enjoyed that show. My wife and I used to watch it. But yeah, sci-fi, like you said, hit or miss. Yeah, but yeah, the magicians is is um, so yeah. So basically, it's it's about um, they're not kids. They're you know I guess it would be the equivalent of grad school. Um, um, this school called break bills and magic isn't like whimsical. It's like, you really have to study to do it. Like, yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. And, um, there is a, it, I don't know how much to tell you about this. Um, so in this, in the show, there are these series of books about this magical land called Fillory. And it's kind of, you know, it's basically like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out that this place is real. And there is a dark force that comes into our world. Um, it's not, it, well, it is the main plot, but it's not like the plot of every episode. Um, it's, it's, it's actually really well written. It's well paced. You know what? It reminds me of Buffy, actually. And you, you know, if you guys know me at all, you know that is not a that is not a compliment that I that I dole out like <laughs> um, Buffy being the pinnacle of all things Buffy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it does it does a good job of uh, you know it's got the plot of this it's got the plot of the week and and also moves forward the the um, season long arc and it weaves them together very well um the actors are all attractive they're good actors the plots are good it's really funny it's like the scary things are really scary the sexy things are really scary sexy it's good i i i am thoroughly enjoying it and season two starts i think in january so um plenty of time to uh, if you want to do your once a week thing, Sean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you, should be, you should be fine by uh, by the end of the year. I think there's twelve episodes, maybe thirteen. Okay, um, but yeah, I did I did the same kind of thing I did with Luke Cage. Like you know, it was staying up way too late to watch the next episode, um, and I'm looking forward to uh, to season two. Let me uh, let me talk about one more, and then I've got a couple of shows that are actually pretty bad that I just <laughs> that I wanted to bring up. I wanted to bring up as kind of a warning, uh, but the, one more good one that that I'm I'm enjoying is a sitcom called Speechless that's got a Mini Driver in it, 
and it's about a, it's just, I mean, it's a sitcom about a regular family, but one of their sons has cerebral palsy, you know, and it's a really good show. The, uh, a lot of the comedy comes from the fact that they've hired a caregiver for him to kind of go to school with him and communicate for him because the way he communicates is, I mean, speechless because he can't talk. The way he communicates is that he has a little laser pointer attached to his head, um, like kind of strapped to the side of his head and he points at a board that's got words on it and letters and stuff. And he has to have somebody that can speak for him. So they hired this guy that was the school janitor and, uh, he gets along with the kids so well that they hire him to, to kind of do that for him. So a lot of the comedy comes from the fact that the caregiver doesn't really know a lot about what he needs to do for this kid. And like in the last episode, he, uh, he went to a Halloween party and the kid kept tricking him to go back out to the car to get something. And while he was gone, one of the other kids at the party would give him some beer through a straw. So the kid ended up getting drunk, you know, and when he got home, Minnie driver who plays the mom and her husband acted all mad and everything. And then they go in the other room and said, I can't believe we just had to get onto our son for being a regular teenager, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but it's, 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 it's a pretty good show. And I like that they're showing this family is just being a regular family. They've just got, this, you know, this one son is, is special needs, you know, so, uh, I recommend that. And then there's a couple that are not good that are, uh, <laughs> um, all right. So there's a show that came on called bull and I can't remember any of the actors names that are in it, but it's essentially, it's like somebody watched an episode of the mentalist and then watched an episode of CSI and was like, okay, I'm going to make that. You know, so he takes tropes from all these different type legal type shows and puts them together. And it's supposed to be based on executive producer is Dr. Phil. And it's supposed to be based on Dr. Yeah. Phil's career before he became the TV psychiatrist guru that he is now. And uh, it's just, it's not a good show. Did either one of you, you get to watch that at all? No, I yeah. haven't watched it, uh, but I know I know what it is. It's, it's didn't start the guy from wasn't he in NCIS or one of those shows? Yeah, I think I think he was on NCIS. Yeah, but it's I mean it's just like somebody just took all these shows and tried to take what's what works in those and put them in one show together, and it it I it didn't get me. You know, I watched one episode and I didn't like it, so I haven't watched it since. Another one. Designated Survivor was actually good the first episode that I watched, but it wasn't good enough to keep me coming back after like the third episode, yeah, you know. Uh, so, and same. yeah, and same. I mean, I'm not a. I like Kiefer Sutherland and most of the stuff I see. I mean, you know, I, I was a big 24 fan. 24 is coming back, but he's not going to be in it, so it's going to be called 24 Legacy, and it's got somebody else in it. But because he's doing this show now, and I don't think this show is going to make it past one one season myself, but. And then the other one is Son of Zorn. Don't even bother. I didn't make it ten really? minutes. I was intrigued. I, I, so I no. couldn't tell if I wanted to watch it or not. I, I didn't. I made it ten minutes, and then I was this is just stupid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but basically, he's a he's like a character from a He Man type cartoon, but he's got a son in the real world, so he comes to kind of be the be his dad and all this. Kind of, I don't. It, like I said, I watched ten minutes of it, so I can't really form an opinion. It may have, it may have been phenomenal after that. I don't know, but the first ten minutes, I didn't like it. So, Jason Sudeikis, I think, is the guy that does the voice of him. So, and you know, 
He's usually pretty funny, but it's kind of like that show, uh, The Last Man on Earth. I watched the first episode and thought that was pretty funny, but then you keep watching it and it's just, you know, you're watching a hour long Saturday Night Live skit every week, you know. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> so. I. I don't know if we talked about. Uh, I can't remember if I've talked about it uh, on this show or not. Have any of y'all? Did any of y'all see the uh, the pilot of uh, Netflix's the or Amazon's The Tick? Yes. Yeah, yeah we saw it. Um, have you? It's been picked up, so they're going to do a full series. I don't know if y'all. Yeah, I uh, think Amazon actually picked up all their shows. Three of this them. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there was The Tick, Jean Claude Van Johnson, and I forget what the other one was. It was. Um, uh, it was called. Uh, um, I love Dick. I think something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the, what you think. Thing, <laughs> you don't know. The, you don't know what I'm thinking. The the thing about the tick, Rattenborough. I love is I'm I'm really glad they're doing more because I couldn't decide after that pilot whether I liked it or not. The 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 feel was there. Did, are, did any of you guys actually read the comics? No, I used to watch the cartoon, and I did see the live-action show that they did back in, like, 99 or 2000 or something like that. But, I, yeah, I never read the comic. I think yeah. I probably read some comics, like, after the show, so they were more about the show than the comic before. Oh, yeah. See, originally, the comic was a lot like what the, the Ninja Turtles were originally, which they were they were ironic and, and satirical. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh and you know the tick was was making fun of the genre, uh, and you know the cartoon did as much as it could, given that it was a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, I, um, I I only watched the the first episode of the the um, the, the the live action tick with uh, what's his name the big guy Warburton yeah um, Patrick Warburton Burton, yeah Warburton and I, I didn't care for it. I like what I I think I liked. What they did with the tick, and you know the fact that the 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 guy that wrote the comic is writing the show, uh, Ben England is that his name? Something like that, Ben Edlin, something like that. Anyway, um, I just I the guy that's playing the tick just doesn't look right to me. So I've got to see how this plays out. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. I like that that it's uh, basically a it looks like it's going to be a serious superhero show except for that one character, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So which which the, is how it's played. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And that uh, Jean Claude Van Johnson show, I watched that, and uh, that show's kind of—I mean, it's it's funny, but it's just, it's just kind of weird. I don't know Jean Claude Van Damme, and it's a trope from all of his movies. You know, how old is he? What, like sixty-five, something like that? But <laughs> every time they put him in a movie, his love interest has to be like twenty-five years old. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So he just doesn't match, but it was, it, it's so tongue in cheek because they're obviously doing a parody of his action movies. And there was, there was one scene where he goes to a restaurant called dry ramen and they just give him like a, <laughs> they just give him like a, a dry brick of ramen on a plate and it's got like some garnish on top of it. And he says, uh, Excuse me, there's no water in my ramen. It's like, yeah, the name of the restaurant is Dry Ramen, <laughs> you know. So, and uh, but yeah, it's just it's stuff like that. But I mean, it was, it was funny. I, I liked it, and I, I I look forward to seeing what they're going to do with it as a full series. So, yeah, Amazon doesn't usually do that where they pick up multiple shows because they did a pilot for Zombieland, uh, a half hour version of Zombieland a couple of years back, 
and I watched the pilot. I didn't think it was bad. You know, it was, I mean, it was Zombieland. It, it, it seemed a lot like the movie to me, but they didn't pick it up. So I guess nobody watched it. <laughs> I, I, I love this model though, that they're doing that they're, they're, you know, throw out half a dozen pilots and, and see what sticks, see what yeah. the audiences want to see. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. You know what? I am going to give a shout out to, uh, cause you, cause you made me think of it talking about the Amazon pilots. Um, and so this is actually a family friendly, uh, series, uh, on Amazon Prime, Amazon Original, called Just Add Magic. Have either of you ever watched this? Uh-uh. No. Okay, it's really, really cute. And it's actually well done. So these three girls who are, who are best friends, of course they have very different personalities, uh, but they discover um, this magic cookbook. And... Well, they don't discover it. It is it is bestowed upon them to a to a uh, strange woman in the woods by a strange woman in the woods, and um, they've dis- as, as they discover more about this book, they they can do magic, but it's only in the form of recipes. So you, they they make you know whatever this dish is. And when you eat it, then the magical effect takes place. So they, they can make magical food. And it's, uh, it sounds silly, but it's actually really good. Like it's, it's the, there, there is an, there's an underlying plot. There's like a villain and you don't know who the villain is. And there's, uh, interweaving plot lines. The whole reason that, um, they are trying to do magic is because the girl figures out that her grandmother um, has been put under a spell. And so she's trying to undo the spell and also comes to find out that the grandmother um, used to do magic when she was younger. So there's this whole unraveling of a few different mysteries. Um, So the first season has been out for a while. The first season's done. And um, I wasn't sure if they were going to renew it or not. They left... They... Um, they ended the first season. They they resolved most of the issues, but they left you know some things unresolved, just in case for season two. And what, what age range would you say that this is aimed at? Um, your daughter. Really, that young? Okay. <laughs> your daughter age. Uh, okay. I, I would say you know from age five to the the girls are like tweens. Um, I think they're like twelve or thirteen. Okay. Um, so. But I mean, again, I enjoy the show. It's I mean, I'm, it's 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 cute. It's cute. Uh, the the you know they're not the best actors in the world, but you know they're good enough. Um, yeah, Amazon's kids shows are great. Um, yeah. Have you uh, you do you I, I forget do you have kids or me? Yeah, I've yeah. got a got a, a three year old and a five year old. Oh, okay. Have have either of them watched Tumble Leaf yet? It's been highly recommended. I don't. They've probably watched it. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, my little one loves Tumbleweed, and uh, it's it's a it's a stop motion show with uh, and it's all whimsical animals, and they all you know they they learn important lessons through bizarre antics and stuff, and it's it you know as a parent you have to kind of gauge how much am I going to be able to put up with this show when I've seen it for the eight hundredth time in three days kind of thing. And uh, Tumbleweed is not bad uh, along those lines. 
Um, that list, uh, Stinky and Dirty. The Stinky and Dirty Show, which is, um, we had that kid's book. Um, and basically it's about it. It's, it's, it's in a world where, um, vehicles are alive. And Stinky is a trash truck and Dirty is like a construction digger. And, um, they just they meet each other the first episode and they become best friends. But it's, it's, it's really good at problem solving. Uh, the music's a little bit annoying, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> aside from that, like I, I like the way that they try different things to solve the problem, and the thing doesn't always work. In fact, it, it, but they learn something each time. It's like, okay, well that didn't work, but look what happened. Um, I, I, I really love that aspect of it. Maybe they can they can square off with the Bob the Builder gang in a Thunderdome someday. <laughs> they would they would crush they would literally crush Bob the Builder, <laughs> and I would be okay with that. <laughs> well, my kids are fifteen and nineteen, so <laughs> we alternate between impractical jokers for the nineteen year old and girl meets world for the fifteen year old. So I just have to remind myself of how many episodes of Beavis and Butthead my parents had to watch when I was a kid. So. <laughs> But, uh, okay, well, I think we'll go ahead and start wrapping it up. But So, listeners, we we talked about a lot of uh, TV shows. You'll notice that we didn't talk about The Walking Dead, and that's because I'm still going through therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the, last episode. the next episode that we do in two weeks... We're going to have the guys from World War G and, you know, they, uh, the G stands for geek, you know, so they, uh, but they are big Walking Dead fans. So we'll probably talk about it at length on that episode. And by then we'll have a couple more episodes, uh, of the show to talk about. So we'll, we'll save it for then. And, uh, before we go, I want to, I want to try something and we'll just see how it goes. We, I want to, we want to answer your geeky questions. So if you have a question about a movie or a TV show that you've heard us talk about, or if you want to ask us something about us or about the show or about podcasting in general, I want you to send me those questions and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter or you can email me at mail at cosmicpotato.com. And here's what I'm going to do. This show will go up on Saturday of this week. So that's what, November the 5th. In those two weeks until we do our next show, send me those questions. We'll talk about them on the next episode. And then I'm going to pick one person out of those questions. And I'm going to send you a Christmas tree ornament that my wife will make homemade that will be either a Star Trek theme or a Star Wars theme. You'll get your pick. And I will mail that to you at the end of this month so you'll get it in time to put it on your tree this year. So send those questions, like I said, on Facebook or Twitter. You just search for Cosmic Potato and you'll find us. Or email me at mail at CosmicPotato.com. And, of course, you can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Attic on the Android Store. Be sure you rate us and uh, leave us a review wherever you find us. And, uh, Rick, thanks for being here tonight. My pleasure. Can I send in a picture so I, or a question so I can try to get one of those on? Sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask that, too. <laughs> and, uh, John, thanks for being here. My pleasure, sir. And that's going to do it 
for this episode. Be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, when you might hear John say... Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I got nothing this week. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, folks. (laughs) 